Hey everybody, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live for and long for the day of Jesus' return. Genesis 1-1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're talking about being God-centered people as opposed to being human-centered and how that helps us to live for the day. Thanks so much for being with me. Let's jump right into the episode. All right, everybody, thanks so much for being with me today. I wanted to start with a brief quote from John Piper in his book, The The Supremacy of God in Preaching. I think it'll get us off to a great start. It's in the preface to the first edition of this book, and he says, People are starving for the greatness of God, but most of them would not give this diagnosis of their troubled lives. The majesty of God is an unknown cure. There are far more popular prescriptions on the market, but the benefits of any other remedy is brief and shallow. Preaching that does not have the aroma of God's greatness may entertain for a season, but it will not touch the hidden cry of the soul, show me thy glory. Woo! That's from Exodus thirty-three eighteen when Moses says to God, show me thy glory. And I think of when Jesus in John 17, you know, he says in the longest recorded prayer of Jesus at the end of that prayer, he says, Father, I desire that those you've given me would be with me where I am and that they would see my glory. Wow. When I read that, I was just like, yes, amen. That is the cry of the human soul ultimately toward God to say, show me your glory. We were made for God's glory. And I'm just, um, I'm just in a season friends of just being captured, being enthralled with the beauty of God, the greatness of God, the majesty of God, the holiness of God. I think it's partly, I did a, a sermon on forgiveness and that took me into a deep dive on why it's such a big deal that God can forgive us as a holy God and uh, so that's part of why I, I, I just did some studying on the holiness of God and how the holiness of God is good news it's it's we're made for the holiness of God You know, and to be holy, it's this holiness is this, you know, it's separate from sin and all that's evil. And it's, and you know, God's holiness means he's uniquely, infinitely, objectively, perfect, beautiful, valuable, worthy, awesome, great. It's, it's what we're longing for, whether we can know it or not. And so, it's just got me thinking about this idea of, and I think about this often, that it would just help a lot 
if uh, we as a human race um, would remember that at the center of the universe is not us humans, but it's God. Um, the point of the universe is God and his glory and his renown and and the worship of God, not the worship of man and not our the worship of ourselves. And so that's why I just wanted to do a, a short podcast today, some things I'm thinking about regarding our, our decision to be God-centered as opposed to human-centered and how that makes such a big difference. So I just want to give you five reasons being God-centered as opposed to being human-centered, just having our own lives or, or the perspective of man apart from God at the center of our worldview, um, choosing to have God at the center, our lives revolving around God, God being the most important thing, not humanity, not my little life being the most important thing, how that helps us to live for the day. So I just want to give you five things briefly to just get this conversation started, and I pray it'll just continue to come forth in this Living for the Day podcast. So number one, being God-centered helps us live for the day because it helps us bring glory to God. <laughs> so let's start off being God-centered uh, in this you know, exercise and say the most important reason God's being God-centered is important and good is because it brings glory to God. It helps us to honor God. You know, I'm, I love Romans eleven thirty six. after this unbelievable argument and the gospel. And Paul says in Romans 11, uh, 36, for from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Woohoo! Come on. For from him and through him and for him are all things to him be the glory forever it's all about god friends bringing god glory is is what the point of the universe is and he is due all all glory and honor and praise uh and treasuring because he's god and because he's holy so the first point it just it honors god to be God-centered. And that's the point. That's the point of the universe. And number two is really related to that. And it's just now it kind of comes down to how it how it, it blesses us. And being God-centered helps us live for the day because it, it helps us fulfill our purpose, which is to glorify God, right? So it helps us live according to our design as opposed to not, you know, functioning in our design we actually function in our design isaiah 43 6 through 7 i will say to the north give them up and to the south do not hold them back bring my sons from afar my daughters from the ends of the earth everyone who is called by my name whom i created for my glory whom i formed and made isn't it amazing to really 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 know why you exist <laughs> To know, I know why I exist. It's to magnify, to revel, to treasure, and and to display God and His greatness and His glory. So, as we do that, as we as we 
bring glory to God, it actually blesses us. I love what my friend Paul Pitts III said to me the other day. You know, God's glory, it's not like a black hole that just takes, takes, takes. God's not, you know, uh, in that sense, selfish. (laughs) He's so generous. God's glory is like the sun that shines forth. So we display it and we honor it and we treasure it. And then it just, it just shines forth and blesses us and the world. God's glory is our good. Um, I've got that, that classic line from Desiring God and John Piper in my head right now. God's most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. And that's something to say, you know, um, that, that God is not so much glorified when we just do all the right things, but we hate doing the right things. God's, you know, God's not glorified when we sing songs to him, but in our hearts, we're, we're just like, you know, hating it. (laughs) That doesn't bring him glory. He's glorified when we treasure him and love him and desire him. And when we do that, it blesses us. So God sent So being God-centered, it helps us fulfill our purpose to glorify God. And that's a blessing for us when we walk according to our design. And it kind of leads to point number three. Being God-centered gives us a joyful resiliency. Being God-centered. Who needs a joyful resiliency out there? Come on. I know I do. Being God-centered gives us a joyful resiliency. When life isn't all about me, when life gets hard, I'm less taken out when my circumstances and my, for my, my little life seem hard. When I remember that what ultimately matter is the glory of God. Um, you know, I'm less uh, shaken uh, by my circumstances. God is still on his throne. It's all about God. And it just gives me this resiliency. This, it helps you know, fight against uh, a constant anxiety. If, if everything, you know, if my soul revolves around, you know, anything other than God, when that thing is threatened, it's going to take me out. But nothing can threaten God. And so when God is at the center of my life, there's this, there's this resiliency. There's this, you know, he's our refuge and our strength. There's this strength there. I think of, you know, Paul when he says, In Philippians 4, I think it's about 12 through 13. For I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. There it is. Paul was obviously so God-centered and he was able to withstand um, really any circumstances with a contentment. He had this joyful resiliency. Obviously, just before that, he's saying, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, uh, rejoice. So being God-centered gives us a joyful resiliency. Come on. Number four, being God-centered helps us, helps it make sense when God tells us no. (laughs) <laughs> it helps us obey. You know, I just I just think there's so much confusion in this world today about morality because we've made human beings at the center of 
life as opposed to God. And so we can't fathom anyone telling us no. (laughs) But if God's on the throne, if we're God-centered and everything exists for him and he's a good God and he knows best and he's our creator and our designer, then when he tells us no, us finite beings, when he's infinite, then it makes a whole lot more sense to, to submit to that and to, to have boundaries and to say, okay, I believe you, God, and I believe that you're good. And so when you tell me no, you know, I think of the great commandments and, uh, or sorry, the 10 commandments and to have no other gods besides him and, and, and what flows from that, you know, of, you know, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not covet, all these things, you know, if there is no God and there's no, you know, ultimate standard and and we're all that there is, it's like it doesn't make sense. But when God is at the center and when he is good and he is what is it's all about, <laughs> it just makes so much more sense. Um, and the worldview of having God at the center just helps human beings flourish, I think is what I'm trying to say. So being God-centered will help you be um, obedient to God. Come on. The last point is this, being God-centered helps me love others, and that's going to matter on the day. I think of 1 John 5, 1, when it says, um, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God, and everyone who loves God loves his children too. So when we're God-centered, we care about what God cares about and we choose to obey him and we learn to love what he loves. And God loves people and and he commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves, right? He, and he calls us um, to these things And so being God-centered is going to help us because being God-centered helps us not be me-centered and not be human-centered in the the sense of everything's about me. Instead, it becomes all about God and God's on a mission to save people for eternity. All of a sudden, you know, I get my eyes off of myself. I get my eyes on God, and therefore I see that he's looking with love on other people. And it moves me and inspires me to love other people. And that, my friend, is going to matter on the day. So come on. This is just a little intro to get you thinking um, about being God-centered. So God-centered, why does it help us live for and long for the day? Well, number one, it helps us to bring glory to God. It honors God to have him at the center of our hearts. And um, that is the point. (laughs) And that's very related to point two. It helps us fulfill our purpose um, to be God-centered. When we're God-centered, we're God-focused and we're listening to him. We're listening to his word. We're listening to his voice. And so it does. It blesses us too because we live in our design. Being God-centered gives us a joyful resiliency. When things aren't working out great in our lives, you know, circumstantially, 
We've got this unshakable rock that the, the most important thing in our lives, God, is not shaken. And so it gives us this confidence. And then being God-centered uh, helps us be obedient. It helps us make sense of when God tells us no, because we're not the king of our lives. God's the king of our lives. And so he gets to tell me what to do. And there's joy and freedom and hope in being obedient to that God. And finally, being God-centered helps me to love others. And that is going to matter on the day. Gets my eyes off of me, gets my eyes on God, and I look to him, and I see that he's looking in love on other people. And so I follow after him to love others. Boom. There it is. (laughs) Short episode today. But I hope that it gets you thinking about, am I living with a human-centered worldview or am I living with a God-centered worldview? And I pray that we together would grow in having a God-glorifying, God-centered worldview. The nugget for today is just that day when we're finally made perfect in Christ, sin is fully gone, and we finally behold the glory of God we, we don't see dimly anymore, but we see face to face. It's just going to all make sense. You know, it's going to, it's going to be that moment where the, the cry of our hearts on this earth before that time to, to, oh heart, focus on God. All those desires, all those pursuits are going to make um, sense and we're going to wish we had done them even more because we'll it'll click like in the most beautiful way, just seeing his glory in its fullness. Uh, and that day is going to be the best moment ever. And, uh, it's worth it. My friends, it's worth it to pursue a God centered worldview now, um, and to, uh, prepare us for that day. Well, I just want to pray for you and then we'll wrap up this episode. Heavenly Father, I just pray for the person listening to this, and I pray for myself, and I pray that we would truly um, make the great shift from being me-centered and uh, a human-centric worldview to a God-centered worldview, where you are on the throne of our lives, and you're, at the throne, you're on the throne in the universe. I pray that you would um, do that work in us, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.